Chapter Sixteen of Mystery of the Secret Band by Edith Lavelle. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Two captures. For one ecstatic moment, Mary Louise stood motionless on the front porch, breathing the cold, delicious air of freedom. Then she ran around the side of the house to the rear to look for her car. At first, she thought it was gone, for she could not see it, huddled up close to the barn but a few steps more revealed it to her view and weak as she was she darted forward eagerly she decided that she would drive directly to the hotel and have some breakfast afterwards she would inquire her way to the constable's house he could take charge of the valuables in her possession and go back with her to meet the intruder for mary louise had no intention of returning to philadelphia without first learning that person's identity besides she had forgotten to bring out with her the basket containing the vase and the picture and the silverware no use going back to stoddard house without the entire loot she climbed into the car and put her foot on the starter without any success she pulled out the choke and tried again and again five minutes passed she made one final effort in vain the car was frozen despair seized her she did not know what she could do in her weakened condition cold and hungry as she was she did not believe herself physically capable of walking to the hotel the distance must be at least a mile although it had seemed so short by automobile she got out of the car and silently walked back to the front porch of the house listening for sounds from the prisoner locked within its walls but she heard nothing until she reached the driveway then a young man stepped from behind a tree and almost frightened her to death he was a tough-looking fellow of about nineteen or twenty she judged in slovenly corduroy trousers a dirty lumber jacket and cap he eyed her suspiciously mary louise forced herself to meet his gaze although she was trembling so that she had to keep her hand on the jewelry in her pocket to prevent its rattling the young man edged up nearer to her you one of mrs ferguson's girls he demanded yes i know her replied mary louise i you been in the house now yes admitted mary louise anything gone no i don't think so that's lucky remarked the young man i come around last night about six o'clock same as i do every night and i seen a window was broke on the side of the house but i didn't see nobody prowling around so i just nailed a board across it i'm still watching for that guy that came in a car you can tell mrs ferguson he ain't come back yet what guy inquired mary louise feeling more at ease now since this young man evidently regarded her as one of mrs ferguson's gang of girls that fellow that drove up here last sunday night was the reply didn't mrs ferguson tell you i haven't seen mrs ferguson to talk to she stammered hardly able to keep from laughing well this guy meant trouble i'm a-thinkin he drove up here in a car with a dame alongside of him i hid in a tree when i heard the car coming and when it was under the tree i dropped a rock on the dame's head knocked her out and the guy had to rush her off to a doctor suppose you had killed her exclaimed mary louise solemnly i ain't supposin besides nobody knows i'd done it except mrs ferguson and you girls and if any of you dames tell on me i've got plenty to tell on you no doubt about that agreed mary louise 
well i must be getting on i'm going to the hotel for breakfast how about my money demanded the young man mrs ferguson wrote me you'd be along today and said you'd pay me she promised me ten bucks this announcement scared mary louise she didn't know whether she should pay the man or not in order to keep up the pretense that she was a member of the secret band if she refused mightn't he knock her down yet if she complied with his demand and let him see the roll of bills what would prevent his stealing them all at once however a solution came to her mind and she decided to risk it i haven't more than five dollars in my purse she said opening it and showing him the contents i'll have to pay you when i get back after i have something to eat i'm starved i didn't have any supper last night okay agreed the young man to mary louise's surprise meet me here in an hour yes just about returned mary louise hurrying down the driveway the minute she reached the road out of sight of the house mary louise started to run and she kept on running for perhaps a couple of minutes then she stopped abruptly dropping down on the cold hard ground she was so faint she did not believe that she could take another step oh i must get there she panted i must 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 but the main highway was not even in sight only the long desolate country road before her without a sign of a person or a house she staggered somehow to her feet and took two or three steps forward utterly exhausted she sank again to the ground a lot of good all my discoveries will do me or the people of stoddard house she mused bitterly if i pass out here on the road she made another effort to rise but she was growing colder and weaker every minute in her utter dismay she buried her head in her arms a sense of numbness began to creep over her as she sat there she was losing consciousness of where she was when the sharp sound of a motor horn aroused her to her senses a car stopped opposite her for one tense second she was afraid to look up for fear the occupants were some of mrs ferguson's gang when a pleasant masculine voice addressed her she felt the tears rush to her eyes in relief what is the trouble my girl inquired the man can i help you reassurance and an overwhelming sense of gratitude almost prevented mary louise from answering the man with the kind voice was someone she could trust she saw by his manner of dressing that he was a catholic priest oh yes she replied can you take me to the constable do you know where he lives yes of course i can it was an odd request but the good man asked no questions he merely got out of his car and lifted mary louise in beside him i'll tell you the story only i'm so cold and hungry she said maybe later that's all right my child he replied soothingly in less than five minutes he stopped his car in front of a plain brick house and helped mary louise to the doorway merry christmas hodge he said when the door was opened to his knock this young lady merry christmas father returned the constable gazing at mary louise almost instantly he recalled who she was come in miss gay he said oh how can i ever thank you enough said mary louise fervently to the priest but the good man only smiled and departed as quickly as he had appeared the smell of coffee of breakfast for it was only a little after nine o'clock was overpowering to the hungry exhausted girl she sank into a chair with one cry on her lips coffee before the constable could even ask her a question his wife hurried from the dining-room with a steaming cup in her hands she was a motherly woman of about forty-five three children immediately followed her into the living-room to see who the stranger was who had arrived so mysteriously drink this dear 
said mrs hodge holding the cup to mary louise's lips i put cream and sugar in it so it won't burn you nothing in her life had ever tasted half so good to the cold hungry girl as that fragrant cup of coffee she finished it to the last drop and a smile broke over her face was that good she exclaimed oh how much better i feel you must have some breakfast now urged mrs hodge don't crowd around miss gay so closely children she needs room to breathe i'm all right now really said mary louise the warmth of the room was working its magic spell for the first time now she noticed the christmas tree and the toys around the floor i've been locked up alone in that empty house of mrs ferguson's since five o'clock last night she began but mrs hodge refused to let her talk until she had eaten her breakfast mary louise ate everything that was on the table a steaming bowl of oatmeal in orange half a dozen hot cakes two pieces of sausage a glass of milk and another cup of coffee when she had finally finished she said that she believed she had enjoyed that breakfast more than any meal she had ever had the whole family listened while she briefly told her story beginning with the code letter which had directed her to centre square she explained how she had broken into the empty house and how she had been imprisoned by a man who was evidently in mrs ferguson's employ he admitted hitting me only of course he didn't know it was i over the head last sunday he thinks i'm one of mrs ferguson's gang so will you go back with me and arrest him constable hodge she asked i sure will agreed the man and he told one of his children to run across the yard to get a neighbor to help him i found the stolen goods concluded mary louise reaching into her dress and producing the roll of bills and taking the bag of jewelry from her pocket will you take charge of it till i can bring my father up to get it he's a detective too you see everyone gasped in amazement at the heap of valuables which mary louise displayed before their eyes the children rushed forward excitedly and the young detective saw no reason why they should not examine them to their heart's content one of the boys even wanted to count the money but how did you get out of that house demanded the constable did that man open the door for you oh no replied mary louise a member of mrs ferguson's gang came with a key i slipped out and locked her inside that's why we must hurry back to catch her before she escapes mary louise rose from her chair can we go now constable she asked certainly yep here comes my neighbor who often helps me make arrests we'll take him along in case your man or your prisoner gets uppish could we take a mechanic to fix my car too she asked it's frozen one of the kids will phone to the garage right now to send somebody out they gathered up the treasure and leaving it in mrs hodge's care mary louise the constable and the neighbor a husky six-foot fellow got into the car the distance which had seemed so long to the girl an hour ago was covered in less than five minutes at the turn into the driveway mary louise saw the man who was waiting for her recognizing the constable at once he made a quick dash to get away but he was not fast enough the constable was out of the car in a second commanding him to stop and displaying his revolver with an oath on his lips he surrendered the constable's big friend took charge of him while mary louise and the officer entered the dark cold house the moment they opened the door they heard a girl's terrified sobs from the living room who are you she called in a voice choking with fear and misery the constable of centre square and mary louise gay 
replied the young detective. The prisoner jumped to her feet and ran out to the open door. Mary Louise Gay, she repeated incredulously, bursting afresh into tears. But Mary Louise had identified her immediately. She was Margaret Detweiler. End of chapter 16